0: Welcome to the Payments Journal Podcast, and here is your host, Ryan Mack.
1: Welcome to the Payments Journal Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Mack. Now, if you think 2020 was a wild year for the payments industry, we think that you need to meet its older brother, 2021. Now, With all the rapid changes in the industry, pinpointing focal points can be a bit of a challenge. But like many other times when there has been disruption or changes in the marketplace, those who listen to the data and see key trends will emerge victors in this new wave of challenges. So to unpack some of those focal points and challenges, I'm joined by Mark Monaco, who is the head of enterprise payments at Bank of America, and Sarah Grotto, who is the director of the Debit and Alternative Products advisory service at Mercator Advisor Group. Now, in today's episode, there's certainly going to be a lot of data and key insights to unpack. So without any further delays, let's start the show. So Sarah and Mark, thank you so much for joining me on today's episode, where we're really going to be kind of taking an overall view of kind of just this this transformation or this change in transformation of the payments industry itself here. We've certainly seen, obviously, COVID-19 has played a huge impact in just consumer behaviors and therefore the payments ecosystem as a whole uh, kind of changing and adapting and making sure that it's going to keep on pace what, what consumer demands are. So kind of with that vein, I I think we've got some excellent charts provided to us by Mercator Advisor Group uh, that's really kind of taking a look at some of the consumer behavior trends that we're starting to see uh, come across due to COVID-19. Uh, and so, Sarah, I want to start with you, and perhaps maybe you could kind of pull out some of the key highlights from those charts that are going to be presented in the article below uh, for those of you who are following along on paymentjournal.com. Yeah, thanks,
0: Ryan, and, and great to be on this podcast from, with you, Mark, you know, I think given your purview across a broad range of of payment businesses um, at at Bank of America. You can have a really unique perspective as we look at what transpired in 2020. So I'm really looking forward to the the conversation, but I'll go ahead and and jump right into these these charts here. Um, So as Ryan mentioned, we've done some, some survey work at Mercator um, taking a look specifically about how consumers are thinking about payments um, during the, the year. And we actually conducted these surveys at, at various points. So we took a look in April as well as June and in December so that we can really kind of get a trend of, of how payments are sort of progressing across this var- this unique year. We really wanted to take a look at... at um, changes in in payment types from two particular angles. Um, We were interested in understanding are consumers using certain payments more or less than they did before the pandemic? And then secondly, we wanted to take a look at are they using payment types during the pandemic that they have never used before? So so just a, a couple of points. We took a look at behaviors at the ATM specifically getting cash at the ATM, making cash deposits, and check deposits. And what's interesting here is that we kind of have a a real dichotomy taking place, which points to the fact, I think, that this global health crisis is impacting consumers differently. There's a segment, 17 to to 19 percent of the survey respondents, who are using ATMs more or much more. And this may be because their branch, where they usually do these activities, may have closed or is now operating um, at reduced hours. Um, And so they're using the ATM more. There's another segment, interestingly enough, equally as large that are using ATMs less or much less. And this is because they have moved away from cash for more digital options but also it's because they have less money in their account or they have less to deposit. We're also seeing much greater use of online banking, mobile banking, and remote deposit capture. And What's interesting about the data here is that we're seeing continued growth. So more individuals are using these remote banking channels as the year has progressed. And and one more point I'll make here is that we're also seeing sustained growth of new point of sale purchasing habits. So consumers are are finally starting to latch on to universal payment apps like Apple Pay or Google Pay much, much more than they did in the past. And also retailer wallets and contactless cards. So and like with the the banking data, what we're finding is that the use of these, these payment types has been growing as the year progressed.
2: So, I mean, from from Bank of America's perspective, uh, a number of of the comments that you made and the data that you presented resonates. Clearly, um, within our customer base, the use of digital channels um, has accelerated. Um, And, you know, the impact of, of COVID and the health crisis has really served to move forward a lot of these long-term trends that were happening anyway, which is, you know, the shift um, from cash and check to digital. But clearly, you know, in terms of utilization uh, and adoption of digital tools, whether it be mobile check deposit, whether it be P2P uh, through Zelle, um, that has picked up significantly. And, you know, from a purchasing standpoint, um, I think... the mix of transactions, uh, between e-commerce and point of sale, um, uh, has, uh, you know, has shifted significantly. And importantly, um, the notion, uh, of, you know, an omni-channel experience, meaning in-app purchases, um, uh, mobile purchases, um, you know, it's happening at a much greater rate uh, during this period. So, um, from a you know um, from our perspective, uh, a number of these long-term trends that, that were going on ha- have picked up considerably, and that's partly uh, uh, because of health concerns, but it's p- partly because of logistic concerns. And, and the fact of the matter is, uh, when when a lot of point-of-sale outlets are closed because of the health crisis, um, you know people are forced online. They're trying new things, and, and um, uh, you know that activity picked up significantly.
0: Yeah, I kind of get the sense that actually the the banking and payments industry was really actually very well prepared in many ways you know we have all of these digital capabilities the opportunities to do uh, banking and make payments um, in, in, a, in a means that really sort of fits fits well with all the social distancing it's just that we saw this this incredible progression and and compression of the adoption time frame. Is that a way of putting it?
2: Yeah, I mean, you know, the digital trend has, has, has been going on for a while, as, as you know, and we've been investing heavily in digital capabilities for many, many years. But um, necessity is also, the, you know, the mother of invention, right? Um, a, a number of folks that hadn't used um, some of the digital tools or apps and, and demographics of those persons, we see a lot of new adopters. Um, and now I think what's really interesting, and this is this applies both to uh, digital tools, but also uh, shopping experiences that I referenced before, you know, but, uh, um, you know, once people have these experiences, they, have, they, they learn that muscle memory, they, they, they see and experience um, the benefits of some of these um, tools you know uh, i i expect the, a lot of the adoption uh, to stick that doesn't mean folks are never going to go back uh, you know into uh, physical uh shopping and things like that and of course we a number of those things we all desperately look forward to again but um uh people have now tested um uh, a bunch of new things and they really enjoy it and um uh and i think you know we've seen it you know you've mentioned contactless right um contactless cards, um, you know, um, really, uh, you know, tremendous uptick this year and obviously you know that's because of health and that's even notwithstanding the fact uh, that that many, many, uh, you know point of sale locations are closed.
1: Yeah, I certainly have to agree to a lot of those points. You know, I I certainly look at COVID-19 was really kind of an accelerator in the direction that the banking and payments industry was really going in. You know, and I think as Sarah pointed out that a lot of the newer technologies that we find more consumers using were already there. But then again, Mark, as you pointed out, it kind of became a necessity for some of those consumers to use uh, those new technologies and those new capabilities um, and have started to, as you pointed out out, build up that muscle memory um, for it. But I think kind of the multi-million dollar question and possibly billion dollar question here is that, you know, I, I think a lot of bank and payment providers are really starting to ask themselves, you know, of this digital acceleration shift that we've seen due to COVID-19, how much of those payment trends are and behaviors are actually going to stick around um, after, you know, COVID-19 kind of, you know, gets to a point uh, that's more controlled and we kind of go back to, Whatever this new normal is going to look like, um, so so, Mark, what is it that that you think, from your perspective, in terms of you know when things get back to normal, how much of these new habits are actually going to stick with consumers?
2: Well, I, I I think a fair number of them will, uh, Ryan, because um, you know if we think back, right, um, uh, you know the the, the adoption curve of, of mobile check deposit, the adoption curve of of p two p you know as, as people uh, have positive experiences in their interactions and it makes their financial lives better there's no reason for them not to continue it i you know when when people ask that question i always ask them to ask themselves that question so i know for myself right that um uh you, you know the the notion of um uh, in-app ordering, right, for, for, uh, for takeout food, for example, as opposed to calling in the order and then showing up and having to go through the payment process, right? Um, the, the in-app experience is much better, right, much like, you know, when Uber came around and payments was embedded and integrated into that experience, you know, you, you're picking up your pizza, and you don't have to, you know, have a time delay to get your wallet out and, and do that. You, it's all done, and you're and you're ready to go. So things like that are going to stick. Um, uh, the 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 ease of of depositing checks um, it continues to stick. We, we haven't yeah, heretofore, you know, seen any of these trends move backward, right? Um, and so if you, if you go from X to, to X plus Y um, in terms of percentage adoption or whatever your metric is, you know, uh, we haven't seen um, any years where things have, um, in terms of digital adoption, have actually moved backwards. So that, that kind of tells me that, that folks um, uh, are seeing the value in it
0: have, you know, really started to to pick up the adoption of digital solutions. Does that give you the opportunity to advance some of your next investments, some of your next projects? So you kind of have maybe now critical mass that allows you to kind of speed up some of your innovation?
2: Well, you know, I'd like to answer that yes, right, because, um, but the fact of the matter is, is, you know, we have had a long-term significant commitment to digital, so we were on this journey, and, you know, in some respects, um, you know, thank God we have been, right, so because, so we're, we're essentially not playing catch-up as a result of the health crisis, but um, you know, I primarily view this as as an accelerant um, of the progress that's being made, and, you know, our roadmap hasn't changed uh, in terms of delivering these tools, right? All these tools um, were either in place or on the roadmap before, um, and, but it certainly has increased utilization right now. Um, that means that we, we should see the benefits of that um, accelerate as well. Um, and those benefits are in the form of um, customer satisfaction, right, um, uh, customer loyalty, uh, deepening with customers, operating efficiencies, all of those things.
1: You know, Mark, I I am a little bit curious, kind of in in that same vein, if we could, and you kind of talked about this digital journey that Bank of America has certainly been on for quite some time now. Um, And we've really kind of talked about kind of how uh, a lot of those uh, particular services and products have really um, kind of Come to the forefront of consumer usage here now, but I'm kind of curious as you know. I think that the the journey itself for digital acceleration and the move to digital itself, in my viewpoint, is kind of just the beginning. When you kind of look at just technology overall here, so I'm a little bit curious from a Bank of America perspective. Kind of what do you see being kind of the next step uh, in the evolution? Is it you know more, uh, taking a closer look at blockchain? Is it taking a closer look at IoT payments? You know what 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 is the vision that Bank of America has for kind of the next step of digital innovation?
2: Well, I think um, as far as payments go, right, I mean, you know, we kind of, you know, view our our objective and our purpose as delivering our customers, you know, a really deep set of digital payment capabilities, right? Um, So they, they choose to do their transactional banking with us. And that means, you know, innovative solutions like real-time payments and and the use cases and applications that come along with that, Um, uh, the evolution and enhancement of bill pay and request for payment. More and more uh, folks um, uh, are paying their bills digitally. This is this is about the elimination of checks and cash um, over time. Now. Um, technology is a big part of that, um, and you know whether that is, uh, you know, um, based on existing or new technology. We make those evaluations and, and, and judgments based on the case. Um, you know, you didn't directly ask the question, but 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 at this point, we don't see a major you know utility uh, for payments um, around you know things like cryptocurrencies that are based on blockchain. At this point in time, but you, you know, you, you don't know what the future holds.
1: Now, Mark, you, you brought up real time payments here, and I certainly think that that's a a fantastic topic, and I want to dive into that a little bit more. Um, I, I'm curious, from Bank of America's perspective, um, what what is kind of really their vision for real time payments a, uh, as a whole, um, and kind of diving into that sp- uh, specific topic.
2: Uh, well, I mean, as, as you know, you know. Um, uh, we started in real-time payments uh, effectively with the launch of L about a year and a half ago, uh, or almost two years ago now, and that you know that's been a tremendous success and tremendous value for our, for our customers, where we're now uh, you know a, a person can can send money and have it be um, instantly credited uh, to the recipient. Um, Zell, you know, Zell overall, uh, you know, uh, grows at an incredibly fast rate. Bank America um, ha, is growing our Zell volume at an 80% clip. So, you know, that's one great use case for real time payments. But um, at the end of the day, you know, we think real time payments is, is is really foundational going forward. Um, you know, the attributes uh, of uh, of speed, the payment confirmation. Um, you know, we are one of the, the first banks, um, uh, together with other clearinghouse banks to, to, to be, to b- become live on the real-time payments network. There's exciting new use cases, um, for real-time payments around requests for payment, uh, or bill pay, um, around, uh, B 2 C disbursements, uh, um, earned wage access, meaning, you know, sometimes known as same day payroll. Uh, you know, gig economy payments. Um, so, you know, the the promise of real-time payments, I, I, I think, is upon us. And as you know, uh, globally, um, uh, real-time payments is being adopted by just about every major market around the globe.
1: Yeah, I certainly feel, Mark, that like, that uh, the three of us here, we could certainly have an entire de- uh, conversation just dedicated to real-time payments um, and kind of all the ins and outs in uh, kind of the, the compliance and also uh, just kind of the standardization that's going around with that and what that means from a global perspective, uh, not just here in North America. Uh, but again, Mark, Sarah, uh, thank you so much for taking the time today for speaking to me about uh, the payments industry and kind of some of these overall changes in trends that we're seeing from consumer behavior perspective and I hope to have both of you on the podcast real soon. Thank you. Bye.